You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or the Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. I'm Beth. And I'm Andrew, and I did not just take a drink of water. Oh, I wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're your, your art, art friends. friends. Let's hang out for the duration of the time code. You know what they say. What do they say? There's never a good time to break up and to get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys have been listening to the podcast for any period of time recently then you know that my life is in shambles i'm about to move uh that's it i'm about to move i have no money but did not break up though (laughs) no we did not no uh, very much the opposite we got a puppy though he's so cute andrew has seen him through video chats and he's the he's the best fucking dog we did we've been here's the thing i've been wanting to get a puppy for my whole life But seriously, for the last uh, approximately year, our apartment didn't allow dogs. So I was like, well, I could always register him as like a special service dog and and then the apartment can't do shit. But I wanted to be responsible and living in an apartment with a dog is difficult. So now that we have a townhouse and the townhouse is right next to a big park, I was like, I think now's the time. I'm the master of my own domain. I can take this dog out to the park whenever. I know a lot about breeds. You know how some people watch cooking shows just to wind down and enjoy themselves? I watch yeah. dog training videos like that. <laughs> I, for years, have been just like following all of all of the rehabilitation dog trainers and regular dog trainers. And so this has been like something I've wanted for a long time. And my husband, back... Uh, During Christmas, we went to his holiday Christmas party at his office, and we Mm -hmm. met with one of his fellow co-workers who he and his wife have a mom. No, they don't. They don't have a mom. His co-worker has a mom. Everyone has a mom, Beth. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not the same mom. That would be terrible. (laughs) His co-worker's mom has fostered dogs for the last 45 years, Mm -hmm. and he said... Since my mom has these foster puppies all the time, I'll keep an eye out for a dog that kind of suits your guys' needs. So he's been keeping his eyes peeled. And this past Wednesday, he sends my husband a message. He's like, Mike, can you hop on a call? And Mike goes, this must be about work. Yeah, sure. Pops on the call. (laughs) And Drew, his coworker, is like, I think I found your dog. And he holds up this little puppy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) best zoom meeting ever oh my god and mike told me that like in them in the first moment that he laid eyes on this puppy his heart Mm -hmm. made him feel things that he did not recognize he was scared and he was like beth help beth i need you what help why why is mike so precious (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so he immediately falls in love with this puppy he calls me into the into the room i pop on the zoom call and i look at this dog and i'm like oh man this dog looks like what what mike wants in a dog Mm -hmm. because him and i are, are different he loves uh husky shepherd big boy thick dog dog and i'm like we cannot have a husky in southern california absolutely not living in an apartment in southern california are you crazy no oh my god so i've been looking at mid-sized to small dogs that are like low energy Mm -hmm. so that our lives aren't too disrupted by bringing a new buddy in something that like matches our our stuff and i've i've been like reaching out to breeders and looking at different breeds but every time it's like way too expensive and suspicious and the feelings are weird. And like one thing I really don't like about breeders is they're like, what color dog do you want? 
And I'm like, I don't fucking care what color the dog is. I want a dog that has a good personality. Yeah, you're like, this isn't made to order. (laughs) No, what? It's not a dress. Yeah. So he shows us this puppy. I immediately am like, this dog looks like a dog Mike would like. Because he's got um, kind of, (laughs) he has like wolf coloring. He's light on his belly and his his legs. And he has a black back. He's black and tan. Yeah. Um, And Drew tells us that they've had this puppy for two days. And he's so good he's like mellow he's cuddly he hangs out he's not a super hyperactive puppy he listens to you he's like maintains eye contact and he's Mm -hmm. just like describing maybe i'm talking too much about the puppy but he's basically describing the perfect (laughs) welcome to being a dog owner beth (laughs) everything i wanted he's describing and so i was like i can we meet him like, can mm-hmm. we find a place in between where we live and just, like, have a little meet and greet? That was Thursday. So then on Friday, we met the dog. We went out to lunch. Mm-hmm. And um, he sat in my lap the whole lunch. He never once tried to eat the food that was right in front of him. Uh, he was a little so nervous when good. he first met me. And then he warmed up within five, ten minutes. Then him and me and Mike and him, like, got along great. He didn't show any kind of... Uh, odd behaviors about different things and i was like messing with his paws and tugging on his ears and brushing him (laughs) backwards and touching his teeth and stuff to see if he had you know sensitivities like a like an avocado there Uh uh-huh yeah just like fruit that's what you gotta do with a puppy yep (laughs) pop the top off see if it's green (laughs) (laughs) And and he passes like all of these checks and at that point we get in the car and we're driving home and we start having a very serious conversation about like, is this our dog? And the timing is terrible. <laughs> the time that's the worst timing imaginable. We have to pack up our entire home on top of doing like a bunch of renovations and finishing up stressful renovations. Our kitchen electricity just got cut. Our circuit doesn't work in the kit. We don't have any power in our kitchen because when they installed the cabinets, I think they screwed into the wiring. Oh, God. But I can't think about that because I have a baby puppy behind me. So we're like, this is the worst timing. (laughs) Counterpoint. Maybe it's the best timing because the dog is going to make you feel better. It's going to come over and be like, oh, my my humans, they're they're stressed. I need to I need to be a dog and and help them with their stress. This dog doesn't even need to try to do that it just is by me and i feel yeah. amazing right it's so great cadence is like two feet away from me asleep in a bed snoring and i'm just <laughs> like yeah this is great this is great, great. i get it's nervous great. if she's not in the room mm-hmm. i'm like what is she doing knowing full well she's just asleep somewhere else she's vibing out yeah, yeah. so mike was like beth if you want this dog i'm 100 percent in so this mm-hmm. is your decision and i wanted this dog so I said yes. And then and then Andrew, we set up an Ocean's 11 mm-hmm. fucking scheme to get this dog because Drew has no sway at the adoption center. And his mm-hmm. mom, while appreciated for her many many years of of taking care of these puppies, doesn't like she can't call and be like, "Hey, Beth and Mike want his name, by the way, his yeah. like adoption name was Delio." i'm so glad you changed it (laughs) that does not match the personality that i've seen this dog showcase dude i don't even know what that word means it sounds like a jersey shore style personality (laughs) like my my fuck boy dog delio's just like fuck yeah it's t-shirt time (laughs) 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 oh man no that's he's not a t-shirt time dog at all Unless you put your t-shirt on the ground, in which case he's like, yeah, it's t-shirt time. He's going to turn into a little nest and fall asleep. So after, so they don't have any sway to get us this puppy, but they did have like insider knowledge. So they're like, okay, get there three hours earlier than they open to stand in line because people get to the shelter early to adopt these dogs. We're going to, we're going to be there at 930 with Delio. So you guys be there at 830. The place opens at 10, get in line, sign the papers this way. And we're going to see if we can like 
hide him in the back so no one sees him and no one tries to like take him before you. And so we're like, okay, cool. It was a heist to get this dog. We get there 830 in the morning and we are sixth in line. Damn. There are already six people or five people in front of us. And the, fir- the first person who was there got there at five, I think, and had been sitting out in the cold. What? For hours. <laughs> Man, the feelings that I had sitting in that line. I had gone to a, a pet feed store and gotten a bunch of things for this dog that I didn't know I was going to get. And so mm-hmm. I'm like guarding my heart just in case some asshole steals my dog before i get the chance to hold him in my arms (laughs) but the story has a happy ending i got the dog we even though we were sixth in line we were the first ones interested in delio and they gave me gave me him and i held him and we had him it took like six hours to adopt this dog and we just sat in the sunshine with our little baby boy brought him home and he's been amazing He's a, we don't know what he is. He's a terrier mix. Definitely some kind of terrier. Mm -hmm. He's a little mutt. I don't think he will be more than 20 pounds. I don't know if he's going to grow any larger than he is now or be twice the size of him. He's eating the carpet. I'm sorry. One moment, please. Anyway, we're day four with this puppy now. And I am so in love. I didn't know that I could feel this kind of love. I'm beside my i'm besotted <laughs> and his name is tuck i love tuck his name is tuck we named him tuck um kind of as a joke because i thought he looked like a truck <laughs> he definitely doesn't look like a truck. that's the best the best explanation for a dog name ever yeah you I know said, that dog Kind of reminds me of an inanimate object. Yeah, he looks. You could you could see him being named Truck, my little Ford F one fifty. God, I can't wait for the nicknames you're gonna have for him. Oh, my Tucky Bonky boy. Yeah. So it, I said he looked like a truck, and then Chelsea Rebecca of Dead Meat was like, "Tuck, he's Tucky, he's Tuck Lord." And nice. I, I don't know if I have to explain Tuck Lord, but. Basically, Mike, his second job is playing Sea of Thieves. And Uh, if somebody tucks on your ship, that means that they're like a stowaway who's hiding in a little mm -hmm. barrel behind something. Um, And if you get angry at somebody who tucks on your ship for a long time and then kills you, you call them a tuck lord. And when we first picked (laughs) this dog up, he tucked himself into our arms. He just cuddles right up to you. He's a little tuck lord. That's so perfect. So that's my dog. I love that. Tucky Tuck Lord Saigon. One day I hope to meet him. You will. I've I'm training him up so good. And then my my mission is that he loves me so much in a very short span of time. I could see it happening. <laughs> you have good dogs love me energy. Oh, absolutely. You're like a dog treat personified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole snack. <laughs> oh man, I wish I knew like all the different kind of treats and I could say like I'm a horse chew. Oh, but you I don't know, know them yet. You want to know a fun game you can play now that you have a dog and you can mm. buy these treats? There are these little trainer treats that look like oyster crackers. Okay. Okay. So when I first got Cadence, I'd had her for about a month and I had some friends come over to play magic because I didn't feel comfortable going to the card shop on Friday nights and leaving her for hours at a time. So I invited a couple of buddies over and two of my friends got here. My friend Jeff was late. And so we were just sitting around talking and one of my friends points to the bag of treats and says, those look like oyster crackers. I bet we could get Jeff to eat those. This is not where I thought the story bowl. was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we poured, we poured these treats in a bowl and just left them on the table. And then I hid the bag. And then Jeff finally shows up and he walks in. First thing he does when he walks into the room with the table, he looks at the the bowl and says those oyster crackers we went yep and he just grabbed a handful and just into his mouth and immediately went those are dog treats 
my God. You realize I don't need to have a dog to play that game. Well, it gives you an excuse to have the dog treats. Certainly. To play Certainly. But anybody listening who's interested in playing a very good prank, there you go. Jackass oh, 17 just came out, so the energy is in the, uh, in the world for that kind of thing. Yep. Well, I'm glad you've had a really fantastic week getting your wonderful little bundle of joy. Oh. Because I've just been pulling my hair out because I'm prepping for two conventions the same weekend. And I'm oh, sending man. somebody to work one of them. And I had executive dysfunction the other evening because I could not decide what I needed to do, wanted to do, or should be doing at that moment in time. A relatable king over here. A relatable yeah. snack on the podcast, Andrew Thompson. <laughs> I'm a fun size snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate oh. it when that happens. And then you feel so miserable because like three hours have gone by and all you've done is open and close Twitter. Exactly. And your brain just escalates of like, you should be working. You should have been working. You could have had all this done by now, but you've just sat here and you've just done nothing. You've just gone through TikTok. How are you today? I am doing much better today. I have pretty much everything packed for my assistant who is going to Anime Milwaukee for me. And all I have to do is wrap up printing a couple of signs and put those in frames and put those in the suitcases. But everything for her is packed and pretty much ready to go. That's wonderful. And speaking yeah. of assistance, that's what today's topic is all about. Bipedal and quadrupedal assistance. <laughs> but first, would you rather have an assistant who's never done it before and you must train them from baby or a professional assistant who does everything so well that it makes you feel like a baby? The second one. I want the person who knows what they're doing because I feel confident that I could fake that I also knew what I was doing and did not <laughs> feel like a baby, but on the inside felt like a baby. Uh-huh. And then you low-key learn from them. You've got like your note yeah. app being like, oh, yeah. really? Yes. Well, I've done that that way too for years. <laughs> really? What I want is somebody who is super organized and knows how to use Excel very well. Isn't Excel the best free thing on the internet? Yeah. Besides pornography? <laughs> what? No, Excel's <laughs> yes. the, it's so nice. And then once you learn all of like the math, I don't know all the math. I only know some what of the What if math. we combined Excel and pornography? <laughs> what does that look like? My brain... I was like thinking about an Excel spreadsheet and it's like box with info, box with info, box with info, box with porn, box with info, box with info, box with info, box with you, porn. You type out a couple words of things that you're looking for in a couple of the, the boxes. And then there's an equation that combines those and finds the porn that you want. That has to exist. Isn't that just what programming is? Pretty much, right? <laughs> you just described what the search bar in a porn website does. <laughs> the format of it for our version is an Excel spreadsheet. And this is why I'm an artist. <laughs> so for the first part of our topic, we're going to talk about our experiences working with the help of an additional person. Have uh, you ever had an assistant, Beth? Does my bird count? Yes. For seven years, I had a cockatiel, a little gray cockatiel who lived in my office with me and um, was, frankly, a terrible assistant. But I loved him very, very much. So, no, I've never personally had an assistant, unless you count the bird. How about you? I have. I have a friend of mine named Corey who I hire occasionally to do stuff like inventory or sometimes look into different products that maybe I, I don't have time to research as well as designing like graphic design stuff for signage or um, prices, that kind of thing. You pay him cash money, dude. Yeah. And sometimes in magic cards because he got into magic and commander and I have a bunch of magic cards. So sometimes he'll be like, hey, Andrew, I want to make a deck. I'll uh, trade you time and labor for those cards. And I'm like, deal. 
What a synergistic relationship <laughs> the two of you have. That rules. I love the barter system. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make an addendum. Addendum? What's the difference? I'd, is addendum a word? I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make an addendum to my uh, not having an assistant. Because I, I have a manager. Mm-hmm. And his name is James Gressel. <gasps> Podcast ad. He facilitates some emails for me, like certain clients, mm-hmm. my like big, my big boy clients. He'll do some of the correspondence because I can be bad sometimes at responding to things. Mm-hmm. And he keeps my schedule. But I don't call him an assistant, even though that maybe that is an assistant thing to do. He's just, how can you, you can't call James Gressel an assistant. Yeah, I get that. I, he's a producer. He's not even a coordinator. He's like a step up. I respect him so much, dude. <laughs> I love that guy. I pay him money, but he won't bargain with me other things. Nice. Actually, that's not true either. Sometimes I draw things for him and he's like, all right, cool. You can forget to pay me for four months because you run all of the D&D art. <laughs> that's great. Good. Oh, I don't deserve him. Here's a question I have for you. Do you ever feel like you're letting your assistant down? Yes. <laughs> Corey, if you're listening, yes. <laughs> Ooh. Hi, Corey. It usually happens when we have a meeting and I'll be like, hey, these are my goals. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then he's like, great. I need this, this, and this from you so that I can make those things. And I'm like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then... I go the opposite way and my brain forgets about the things that I was supposed to give to Corey. So then ah. sometimes they'll have to be like, oh, hey, can you can you put that stuff on Dropbox? He has to get the ruler. Can you give me the files? Smack you on the butt. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. I, I pay him way too late. I just, guys, it's, it's February 8th. Do you know what the last date is to file your 1099s if you pay contractors? You're right. It was January 30th. So this bitch late, Gressel's the only contractor I hired last year, Mm -hmm. and I paid him three times for an entire year's worth of work. I'm the worst. I feel so bad about that. I hire him to do that job. And then when I have to do that job for him, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> oh, what's she going to do? Would I, should I improve? I've tried. Maybe you additionally hire him to manage that part of it. He gets 10% of all of my income that he helps me coordinate so i don't feel i don't i don't know i don't want to ask him to do more than that (laughs) oh god i i how do bosses do it how do bosses sleep at night i think about this sometimes because they must be (laughs) because anytime i work with somebody i mean even you and i we periodically have check-ins where we talk about how we're feeling and what what we need and what what's not working and what is working Mm -hmm. um and it's a coworker relationship. But if I was your boss and you were like, hey, this is a thing that I need, I would f- I would f- fold into myself like a black <laughs> hole and be like, I don't deserve to have an employee. How dare I think of myself as good enough to run one or more people's uh, mm-hmm. livelihoods? That very well might happen after this weekend when I send somebody to work my table for me. They might come you might back. fold into yourself like a black they, hole. Well, they might come back and tell me, "Hey, Andrew, uh, this this quite this didn't quite work. Uh, can you change how you do this in the future?" And I'll just uh, die. I think we can all count on how all of us don't want to be bad people, and so <laughs> let's say worst case scenario, right? Yeah. This is not this is not your reality, but let's say you are just the worst boss. You're haphazard, lackadaisical, A grade to the max. <laughs> I was just right? about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then your your employee goes and works this booth and she is totally ill-equipped to do it. She is uh does not have the support that she needed. You're you can't answer your be bothered to answer your phone. No correspondence. She's a wreck, has like the worst time in all likelihood. She would come back and you'd be like, how'd it go? And she'd go fine because mm-hmm. she wants to 
be a good employee. And you'd be like, uh, great, because you want to be a good boss. Mm-hmm. And then we all pretend it's fine. And I hope that that's not what's happening, but also thank you for having it happen because I don't have to turn into a black hole and turn it out of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh. I and, and I'm also at the stage where I'm overthinking and trying to come up with every worst case scenario possible mm-hmm. so that I can be prepared. I've written out descriptions for all of my work. I've written out common talking points of like, oh, if you're selling a token pack, mention that they're for like Magic the Gathering. And if they do play Magic, tell them that they're double sided and maybe show them. And I also even had even had a thing that was like commissions, freelance. If it's an individual, no. If it's an art director for a company, yes. (laughs) See, so you're a good boss. You've got, obviously, you're thinking thinking through so many scenarios and preparing her to be the most successful that she can be through your help. And I have been your assistant mm-hmm. one time at Gen Con, and I can confidently say that you are an excellent person to assist. Oh, thank you. You make it very easy. You made me feel very comfortable. We had a lot of fun. Bada bing, bada boom, friendship for life. Yeah. But even so, is there there's a, like a little part of the voice in your brain that's always like, do I suck? Yep. <sighs> I stopped smoking weed because that voice got louder. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that voice that loud? It's not fair. Why can't the confident one be the one with the microphone? That's what I've been talking to my therapist about all the time, right? And you know what sucks? What? It, it's really hard. The work that you have to do in order to be genuinely confident, unthinkingly competent and confident in a scenario, it just has to do with security. You have to learn how to feel secure. Mm -hmm. And we always feel insecure all the time, 100% of the time, unless we're a sociopath, in which case we're the boss and we go to sleep at night calmly. (laughs) I don't even know how to do the work. I've been going to therapy for like a year now. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't want to get too heady right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it is interesting. Maybe one of these episodes, one of these days, I I will do a deep dive into like being an artist and feeling. Feeling secure as an artist. I think that would be relatable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's a really good topic, actually. Man, why didn't I think of that? It never fails that each week we see someone do something creative that makes us say, why didn't I think of that? So before we move on with the show, let's applaud those who did it first. Andrew, why does the word, why are the words, what? Andrew, next to your name on our show rundown are two words and those words are butt portraits. Why? I came across this TikTok of this woman and she was so happy and so joyful because she just received a butt portrait from an artist who was at some sort of craft fair. And all it was, was that she just turned around and the artist drew what her butt looked like. And the artist just drew like jeans and the back (gasps) of the pants. And it was real cute and adorable. And it was great. And also the artist's name is Rad, Rad Illustrates. Excuse me? Yeah, which I thought was extra. Excuse uh, me, ma'am. Relatable. That's my name. Ma'am, Mrs. Butt Portraits, that's my name. Do you want to collaborate, Mrs. Butt Portraits? I love you. (laughs) You want to do a a double rad, a double rads? I can also draw butts. I love this. Andrew, I love this. (laughs) Right? I saw it and I was like, oh, that's good. And that went in the why didn't I think of that folder. Would you ever, let's say OhioCon is the mm-hmm. one that's coming up that you're going to go to, right? That is the one I will physically be at, yes. Would you ever, for the next OhioCon, maybe the one after that, doesn't matter, next OhioCon, would you submit a booth that is just custom butt portraits? <laughs> I don't think I have the confidence yet to do that. Okay, okay, maybe not something as big as Ohio Cod. Maybe do one that isn't like a big money-making con. Mm-hmm. 
you just, you just test out a butt portrait, a butt booth. Just test out a butt booth. I think I think I could I could get away with it because I would be I'm I'm disarming and adorable and cute. And so, like, you know, people are going to come up and they're going to feel safe getting a butt portrait. Like they're, they know it's yeah. not going to be like gross and weird. It's not going to be like some shitty dude. You have by wife energy. I would yes. like a by wife energy guy draw my butt. Then I said I would did I say I would like that or I would let that happen? I would let a by wife energy man. Mm-hmm. Draw my butt. Not on my butt. Just my butt. Oh, you know what? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what? I was putting myself in the scenario of somebody approaching that booth. Conventions tend to be like three day long affairs. Let's say day one, you walk up to the butt portrait booth and you're like, oh, I could get a butt portrait. Oh, I bu- but I've got my sweatpants on today. My mm-hmm. butt doesn't look very nice. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to wear my best butt pants. And that's the day that I will get a butt portrait. I bet people would come up to you on day two and three and tell you shit like that. Oh, absolutely. That's probably the most of what you would hear if you did butt portraits at a con. <laughs> Hello, sir. I prepped my butt for this. Turn around, ready to go. Just like, may like pull up the, the, the shirt a little bit to really show the, the jeans and show the pocket. Really sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe have a little pocket square, pocket square coming out of the, the back pocket. Ooh, very fancy. Yeah. Maybe you put on your fringe. A bedazzled, bedazzled butt? Uh, but, but dazzled? Here's another question. Okay. Let's say both of us have butt portrait setups. Do we have one price, one butt, that's what you get? Or do you have like a sliding scale of detail? <laughs> so you have quick, fast and dirty butt portraits, and then the butt portraits that are made with gold leaf. The short answer is yes. The long answer is I started thinking about what I would name those different tiers. What would you name those different tiers, my guy? So the the first thing that came to mind would be for the down and dirty quick one. And that would be the one wipe special because it's just like you pooped and it's just one wipe. (laughs) So it's a little dirty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then the gold leaf would be like the bidet. High-end Japanese bidet. And then whenever somebody comes and asks for the high-end Japanese bidet, while you're drawing it, like a beautiful little twinkly music plays. Yeah. Just like the toilets do. I also imagine the high-end bidet tier involves lighting the butt nicely. Like you have mm. little little lights that you set up. And that's why you need assistance. Yep. Exactly. I'd be your butt portrait assistant, dude. We should. Oh, I have an idea. Can we commission Rad Illustrates to do butt portraits of us? Yeah. And also yeah. get a butt portrait yeah. of podcast ad. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> How's he going to feel about that? He's going to have a moment of like, this is fucking weird, you guys. But anything for my my sons. Yeah. Except that I'm a girl. Would you like to know what my widita is? Absolutely. I would. All right. It is a one-page comic from the award-winning artist and writer M. Kupperman. It's a four-panel comic, and it starts with a toad. And it says, This toad looks pretty satisfied sitting between two toadstools, where he is sheltered from the blazing sun. His facial expression suggests that he's happy there and wants to be left alone. In the second panel, it says, But a toad's gotta have a mistress, doesn't he? And mistresses want things that only money can buy. Money that can't be made by sitting under a toadstool. In the third panel, soon you were almost broke, weren't you, Toad? You had a little money left, and you thought you'd gamble it. It wasn't long before you owed, and owed big. And then the fourth panel is the Toad. He's sitting at a bar with a cigarette, and he's got a suit on now, and he's got alcohol in front of him. (laughs) And it says, it was Rubenesque Tony who made you the proposition, kill Fingers O'Toole, and you wouldn't owe a dime. So now you're sitting in this bar with a gun in your pocket, waiting for Fingers to come out of the toilet, and he could be in there all night. (laughs) (laughs) The escalation, (laughs) the escalation of this weird joke where this regular-ass Toad Oh falls in love with a human woman who wants God, diamonds. That's great. <laughs> Begins to gamble and ultimately finds himself in a noir movie. That's so good. I went to go see 
I went to go see how much this print would cost to purchase. Mm -hmm. And it is $75. Ooh. Is it a screen print? I don't know. It's a fine art print. Mm. But guy, get your coin. Kupperman? Hell yeah, dude. It says $70. Might have gotten cheaper. Oh, wait. I was wrong. It was not $75. It was originally $100, and it's on sale for $70. It's an 11 by 14 Glissé? 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 I usually call it G-clay. G-clay print on archival paper. Why did I put an L where there isn't an L? G-clay is correct. <laughs> there's no there's no L after the G. I was about to Glicy. say, like, that's a new pronunciation I haven't heard before. I kind of like it. Sounds like a Pokemon you remember, name. <laughs> you remember when you're a kid and you learn about it, you see a word and you never say it out loud yep. and you think that that's how it's pronounced. And then you become a 31-year-old woman uh, and you're t- on a podcast and and you say it out loud. And your podcast co-host is like, that's not an L there. And you go, oh, oh God. I was going to roll with done? it. I was just going to assume that I was pronouncing it wrong and that you were in the right. <laughs> and that's confidence, kids. Yep. Glycy. <laughs> it's G-Clay. Glycy. Get out of here, Beth. Anyway, 10 out of 10. I love the toad. The toad is good. What were we talking about, dude? We were talking about having an assistant, but maybe we should talk about how you can get an assistant. That might be a good thing for the weekly artist newsletter, right? Oh, oh, you summoned it. Normally this comes upon us without our knowledge, but... I think our connection is growing stronger. You felt it. I didn't feel it. You're always first. You're always first on the weekly artist newsletter wavelength man (laughs) hey you channeled them last week with gray versus gray i'm just a puppet (laughs) you're a prophet (laughs) (laughs) we've been employed by the great artist council roy g and biv to write prophetic the weekly artist newsletter a super real and secret publication that proves that art talent is actually just magic and the only way to know how to use it is to have a subscription. I wonder how much that subscription costs. We used to be subscribed. Yeah. But inflation has been wicked nasty this year. Yeah. And you can't share your subscription either. It's not like Netflix. So how do we get an assistant? We go on thumbtack.com. I I do not know what thumbtack.com is. Find local professionals for pretty much anything. What's on your to-do list? Assistant. <laughs> oh, yes, personal assistants. Oh. oh. Look at all these women. What are the services that this person was offering? Writing, editing services, proofreading, academic papers and journals, healthcare. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? I need you to also just take care of me. <laughs> yeah, what? Health, what? <laughs> can you you come to my house and nurse me when i'm sick i joke about that but i know uh, quite a few los angeles personal assistants who like that was a part of their job yeah pas get treated so badly they get paid so little money Mm -hmm. to do everything that is unpleasant to do yeah by the sociopaths i can't go to bed knowing that i had my pa go pick up my laundry and help my dog poop no well, that just means you're a good person, Beth. And a good boss. I sh- honestly, right just then, I was trying to think of a bunch of examples of like really bad things to make your assistant do. And I, my brain went to pick up laundry and take my dog on a walk. Honestly, That's, taking a dog uh, on a walk would be, I feel like, pretty nice. Unless the dog is really bad. Unless the dog is really bad. And my dog's not really bad. Exactly. My dog's really good. Like, if I was an assistant and someone was like, hey, do you want to you wanna take my dog for a walk or give me coffee? I'd be like, dog for a walk. <laughs> 100%. Dog for yeah. a walk. I'll and take the dog for my... a super long walk. I'll play with it. I'll snuggle it. I will bring it back. And it will love me more than you. If you gave me a dog for 60 minutes to take on a walk, I would do a whole like training session with him and he would be a better dog by the time that you were done. I believe it. Paying me. I all I want to do is talk about how much fun I'm having with this dog, dude. <laughs> I've tra- it is day 4 and I have trained him to do the touch command. 
that's pretty perfectly 100% of the time. Pretty good. I that's haven't done distance impressive. training with him yet, but yeah. up close, he's got it. He's 14 weeks old. What the fuck? What if you got what if you got an assistant the same way that you got Tucky? What if you had to like wake up really early, would, go to a shelter, him. sit in line? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought you meant like Drew calls my husband and is like, hey, I found you the perfect assistant. I mean, that could uh, be part of the narrative. Like we can, go, honestly, we can Drew, repeat the whole thing, but just with a person. With an assistant. <laughs> I mean, if I needed one, yes. If if Mike's coworker Drew ever recommends another thing to us, we are going to say yes. We're taking it. I don't know what it is. Is it a is it a truck? I'll take a truck. The first time my friend Alan met my dad. He thought my dad was a trucker because my dad got into RC vehicles after he retired. And he Ooh. has a really big, expensive uh, semi truck that he built. And then really? it's an RC car. Yeah. And so he was talking. Does it go super fast? No, it doesn't go fast. It's like kind of slow. And he tricked it out and got a paint job on it. So it looks like Optimus Prime. And <gasps> Oh, my God. Yeah. And so he was talking about this to my friend Alan, and he just kept saying, like, oh, my truck, my truck, blah, 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 my truck. Yeah. And at a certain point, he mentioned another truck in this story. And Alan was just like, oh, dude must be a truck driver over here, like, talking about all those trucks. And then he's like, wait, why do you have two, why do you have multiple trucks? And then my dad proceeds to explain that he collects RC vehicles. And Alan was just like, Ah oh, man, I'm over here thinking you had a like you were a truck driver this whole time, and you just Dude. now mentioned after 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Though the idea of tricking out your little RC truck, which is like it only goes so fast, it's a proper truck simulation RC truck, and you made it look fancy. Does he know about Japanese truck customization, like the subculture of Japanese truck customization? I'm gonna say no. Oh my god, I have a thing that your dad's gonna love or hate. I don't know. I'll look at it and I'll I'll go through the filter of will he enjoy this or will he think it's weird? Decotora is what it's called. Okay. A abbreviation for decoration truck. Hmm. If you look up Japanese truck culture, you'll see the pictures of it. But uh there are there are a group of people in Japan who fucking love trucks and Gundam. So their trucks look Batshit insane. Oh my god, a Gundam truck? That would be dope as fuck. Well, buckle up, my guy. And Google Japanese truck culture. Just look at those images. Whoa! That is cool as shit. Yeah! That is quite literally just owning a Transformer. <laughs> yeah. These trucks... They have every colored RGB light oh, on them. They pink. have exhausts that are sticking out of the front in like unusual places. The silhouettes of the trucks are really unusual. Some of them look like collapsed down carnival rides. If you sent me any of these and just said, here is a shot of a new Transformer from the next Michael Bay Transformers movie, I would believe you. <laughs> I think they look so much more creative and they, they are way more creative than anything michael bay sure. has ever imagined but i would be they like take parts oh, of the truck okay. and put them picasso like on different parts of the truck and so you don't really know how the truck is supposed to be oriented to drive on the floor on the road <laughs> on the floor <laughs> I, said, I said a weird thing i love that even the Inside cabs oh of these trucks look incredible. There's a picture of this old dude who's like in his... He's got a chandelier in the top of, of the cab. What? All of the walls <laughs> are upholstered in like a bunch of really ornate, beautiful, yeah. soft, plush fabrics. It's like he's living in a Rococo painting within his big truck. Whoa. Is it like a red and pink patterned... Oh, that one. Okay. I see a different chandelier one. There are multiple trucks with chandeliers. <laughs> that is the point we are getting at here. <laughs> Do you think your dad would like Dekutota? I think so. I would have to... Yeah. I think so. Just the play of it. Just the, like, whimsy. <laughs> you know what? 
This reminds me if if you just took like Zoids and trucks and combine them together because there's like I found this one of this white truck that has all these like wings and things sticking off the back end. Ooh, and it looks like a Zoid. Can't go over any bumps with this truck though. These trucks are not made for walking. No, no. Anyway, should we just say thumbtacks for assistance and then call it? Yeah, call it a day. <laughs> 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 we have busy lives. We have to move on. We need an assistant to find assistance. That's what we need. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denic Notebook ambassador. So why? Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an Office Depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life, because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their Stay Flat notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic lay-flat notebooks. They have a Smithsone binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf, they're the perfect A5 size, and most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk, regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So... If you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to denik.com, that's D-E-N-I-K.com, and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's denik.com, find your favorite thing there, and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks. Back to the show. Hey, Beth. Yes, Andrew? Can we talk about color? Give me what you got. Well, what I got is another episode of Spell That Color. I'm so bad at this game. All right. <laughs> is, that the, is that the sound cue? <laughs> so, your two colors, because I decided to choose two. And I think they're mm-hmm. pretty... They're, they're not hard level i would say they're like medium level but i have two set me up for success dude first one is cerulean blue i'm gonna write it down when i was in middle school i took watercolor lessons from this fantastic watercolor artist anna roberts and the first day of class i had to choose a color from all of her paint tubes and i had to learn about that color and I had to learn the name and remember it. And like she told me little fun facts about it. And my first one was Cerulean Blue. C-E-R-U-L-I-E-N. No. It's E-I-N? E-A-N. Okay, so not any of the ways that I wrote it down. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Second color. I'm so bad at this game. Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Okay. <laughs> and we'll write it down. Chartreuse is what I always thought puce was. Ah, puce. C-H-A-R-T-R-U-C-E. <laughs> no, that is not correct. All right. It is C-H-A-R-T-R-E-U-S-E. Chartreuse. But char, as in sharp, C-H-A-R, and then truce, as in we're not going to war with each other anymore. You don't spell not going to war anymore with an S? I don't think those rules apply to the names of colors. Because we have quinacridone, we have dioxazine. What do you, what's your point? We have gouache. Gouache is a sound effect, not a medium. I'm so bad at this game. It's okay. We still love you. I hope you enjoyed this color <laughs> quarter. 
Now on to a much lighter subject, our four-legged assistants. I got a dog. <laughs> I do want to talk for a moment about how bad of an assistant my bird was. I do not recommend having a cockatiel if you're an artist. I loved that bird, and he was my fucking buddy. He made my nights less lonely when I came home to my single studio apartment after moving cross-country and I had no friends, and I had no contacts, and I went and I bought a $75 bird. Mm-hmm. I, I put him in my 250, 250 square foot studio apartment. <laughs> it was me and Garris. You had a bird in a cage in another bird cage. <laughs> yep. But you know what birds love to do? Scream. They like to fly. They like to shit everywhere. They like to bite things, shred things. Pick things up and throw them off your table. They like to dip their head into th- toxic materials. Oh, gosh. Um, they love to do whatever you're doing. So if I've got a pencil and I'm scratching on a piece of paper, that bird's coming on over and is going to try its damnedest to bite the lead tip right off of the tip of my pencil. And I think I am a less angry person because of the amount of... Calm practice I had to uh, exhibit through the years of having the bird. Because if I let myself be as angry as I felt when my bird would eat my Prismacolor tips off and then have like vivid green poops and vivid blue poops and vivid red poops, I'm calm. I'm not mad about it. I can imagine the screeching would definitely make you occasionally uh, mess up a line here and there. Yep. Yup. Shocking. I know the smallest noise for me when I do something traditionally will fuck up like a real smooth line. Like I'll just be like, okay, we're not going to breathe this entire line. (laughs) And then my pump or my phone will be like, and make me jump. Yep. Just think about that. But um, with a big screechy noise directly in your ears, it was terrible. But I love that little bird. Oh, I love him so much. He was so cool and funny. He made me laugh. He made me yell. <laughs> he made me laugh. And he made me yell. Ugh. There's something that hits different about the pet that you have when you live alone. Yeah. He's your best friend. It's like your ride or die. Although no one can replace Garrus. I will say having a dog is way better. They're just, they're biologically set up to work with you. Mm-hmm. Birds are biologically set up to mate for life and fly in the whole wide world. And that's really hard to sort of let them do at home. Yeah. But the pupper dogs, pupper dogs like, what do you need? That's what I am. Yep. Whatever you want, that's what they want. Yep. And they're happy. Are you happy? I'm happy. Are you sad? I'll fix it. Yeah. It's a very unhealthy dynamic. Oh, absolutely. The other- Between people at least, but like the dog loves it. Yeah. The other day I was, I felt so bad because I was shoveling snow and I got really mad because my shovel broke within five minutes of me starting to shovel snow. And I came in the house and I was furious. Poor little Cadence, being the empath that she is, is just sitting off to to the side, just shivering out of fear because I was mad. And it wasn't directed at her at all, but she knew that I was upset. Oh, my God. And she wasn't even outside with me. She was just inside. And I came inside and it was like she knew. She just soaks it up. Yeah. And I immediately just melted and like put the shovel down. And I was like, it's okay, Cadence. I'm not mad at you. Oh, kiddo. (laughs) I gave her some treats and was like, it'll be okay. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. You, You really did look out with your pupper dog. Oh, yeah. She just is is a naturally good one. Yeah. When when I adopted her, she was one of those really chill dogs. She was laying mm-hmm. in her in her she was laying in her kennel and I came up to the side and she didn't even get up. She just like mm-hmm. wagged her tail and her head kind of like looked up at me and then she just like laid back down. And when I saw how old she was, I was like that's that's the type of energy that I that's like from the a dog. dog. Yeah. And she was very chill. And we spent the first week that I had her just sitting on my living room floor 
with a big comfy blanket and I would draw on my iPad and just kind of leave her to her own devices. And she got really used to that. And now she's a really great little studio dog. She just sleeps most of the time. And then when it gets close to dinner time, she comes over and she impatiently boops my leg with her nose and sits down and stares at me like a weirdo. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've purchased buttons that I can program words on and I'm going to teach <laughs> my to be one of those. One of those dog owners. <laughs> you just start a TikTok that's just like, Tucky Talks. Tucky, it, we try to, dude. We do now have a Tuck Talk. I think it's called Tucky Talk. Um, it's not going to be, we're not, uh, I, okay. I make the joke. I'm not going to teach my dog to talk with buttons. But my mom did buy me a set of these programmable buttons. Yeah. And while I don't want this dog to run our household by telling us all the time what to do, because that's what that dog would do. I am going to program them to say potty and put them throughout the house mm. so the dog can tell us, yeah. uh, I want to go outside by putting the button. So they don't scratch up the door yeah. or bark. Well, maybe you can teach Tucky to do what Cadence does and she just stares at me. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. And this dog stares at me all the time. So I'll be like, okay, we're outside now. It took what? me a while to learn that about Cadence. She had some accidents <laughs> in the house before I figured it out. Well, you know you can teach him to do something I else. I tried. I had a bell, and every day when I would take her out, I would take her paw, and I would, like, hit the bell, and then I'd say, outside, and then we'd go outside. But did she ever hit the bell? She never picked it up. Like, I would... My guy, I, if you and I want to, we could have a little a little sit down, we should talk about <laughs> how to do it, because I could tell you exactly how to get your dog to hit that bell. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I love this stuff. I love training dogs. It's so fun. Yeah. It is very so satisfying when they pick it up, when they when they mm -hmm. get a uh, command. And then they feel really good about doing the thing that's making you happy. And they, they it's like a secure, cool, it's a way to bond with your with your buddy. Mm -hmm. Ugh. I've low-key taught Cadence how to stretch on command. Because every really? morning when we get up, we go into the hallway outside my bedroom and she'll usually stretch once on her own. And then sometimes I'll get down on the ground and I'll stretch myself and I'll like yeah. stretch my arms out in front of me. And then she'll do the same thing with me. That's so cute. I think I think my dog contagiously caught a yawn from me. Oh. Yesterday. I don't know. We'll see in the future if it happens again. But I yawned and the dog like whined and then yawned as in like oh no you made me do it <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's so cute so that's cute. so happy oh my god the only difficult thing mm -hmm. is training him to be okay with separation because i don't want to have him have separation anxiety yeah and since we're work from home it's really easy to just spend all of our time with the dog yeah but in order to prevent future drama um i have to just leave all the time and so sometimes i fake leaving and sometimes i i leave proper for like two seconds and come back mm -hmm. and at first he was like glued to me would follow me everywhere would cry when i was out of sight mm -hmm. um but day four of continuing to kind of spend a little bit of time away from him he has now two times today hung out hung out in the office by himself when i'm in the kitchen oh, and he can't see awesome. me and he hasn't come to check or anything. And then I come back and I give him pets and stuff. And so he's learning that he's not being abandoned. And I think it's working. That's good. And I'm so relieved because it's so, I hate to hear him whimper. Oh, oh my when God, they cry, I hate to hear him whimper. It just kills you. Oh, his head got caught in the baby gate on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> I know that probably like melted your heart and you felt terrible, but that's also hilarious. <laughs> I know. Like, because he's totally fine. It's funny. Mm -hmm. But the, the baby gate's, like, wider at the bottom, and mm -hmm. then it narrows. So he put his head down on the bottom, and he came up. And so he wasn't he wasn't pinched or stuck. Yeah. But he couldn't pull himself back out, so he just started crying because he was panicked. Yeah. And, uh... Poor buddy. I, well, Mike and I were like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. We'll we'll see how good of a studio mate he is. So far, 
he's a pretty chill, sleepy boy. Yeah. But he's a puppy, and puppies are sleepy boys. I will say, Cadence is shit at telling me what colors work in illustrations. What if I do a YouTube video where I have Tuck pick the colors that I use? That would be great. I'll give him like a couple balls and whichever one he touches with his nose is like, that'll be the skin color. That'll be the hair color. Oh my God. I want to see that so bad. (laughs) My heart is so tight. Because it's bursting with love. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have an artist that you want to share this week? I do. I technically have two artists because I don't quite know where one starts and the other ends. One ends and the other begins. How do you say that? Um... They are collaborators. Viv Tanner and Eli Baum are two non-binary partners. Well, I don't know if they're partners. Viv Tanner and Eli Baum are two non-binary artists who collaborate all the time. They have one of the most beautiful graphic novels and actually i don't know if you've seen heart of gold but you might be really interested in it as a graphic novelist who is sort of illustrative in style Mm -hmm. theirs is also incredibly illustrative um and the reason why i want to talk about them right now is i just found out that they are working on a tarot card board game oh that sounds amazing yeah I believe I'm going to try to pronounce it. Well, I, I hate it when people say, I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to go for it. Sephirate Game is what it's called. I really recommend checking out the Sephirate Game's Instagram because it is full of concept art of them developing this tarot deck. And if you've ever been curious of how artists work, like the, the thumbnailing process, the color studies, the value studies, all of it is outlined here beautifully, so clean. And so lovely to kind of see it all come together. And I am so obsessed with what these Finnish illustrations look like. The queen. The, the Oh, my God. The queen is like, I want this. I want a mural of this painting oh. in my studio. It's an older woman who is muscular. She's sitting on a throne with a staff. But like the staff. Well, the, oh, OK, slow down, Beth. The woman herself is rendered pretty with a lot of detail, but the staff and the chair and some of her clothing elements are very minimalist, very Mm -hmm. solid line. And then she has these two lions who are oriented around her. And the piece has depth, but it's also relying very, very heavily on graphic designs. Like the the lions themselves are just simple shapes. Yeah. And the color. Nice. It's so nice. The colors are all uh, like a limited palette and very subtle peaches, light blues, golds, grays. And there's depth to the piece. I, I just can't stop looking at it. It makes me feel so nice to look at these pieces. And I believe that the pieces are um, the, the graphic design elements are done by Viv and the more organic human form stuff is done by Eli. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just doing a little bit of poking around. But their collaborative comic, Heart of Gold, is just stunning to look at. And all of the pieces that the two of them produce, I'm, uh, yeah. I've seen uh, yeah, this yeah. I don't, queen. Can you tell? I've I like it a lot. I've seen this queen piece recently, either on Twitter or on Instagram. But I was looking at Elliot's stuff. and Oh, my God. I love it. I love all of this. Also, the style is, like, perfect for a tarot deck. Like, Amazing. Amazing. A tarot board game's gonna fucking kill. And that's who I'm obsessed with this week. Fantastic. I'm obsessed too. This is one of those rare <laughs> moments where like what you're what you're vibing with like vibes perfectly with me. Tweet at us at your art friends, just like Frozen Hydra did this week. Frozen Hydra said, Hey your art friends, I've got a name for your pantheon, the Chromantheon. Yeah! Love it. Amazing. I do too. <laughs> Dude, we've come up with so many good ideas through this show, both together and also with the help of the listeners. I want, I don't know when I'm going to have time to do shit like this, but I want to turn it into something. I want to do something with the Chromantheon. How cool is that? Yeah. One day, 
one mythical day when we both have, you know, no freelance and we can do just purely personal work, it would be so cool to do like a collaboration and, il- and illustrate Roy G and Biv and the mm-hmm. color daddy that only bees can see <laughs> and gray and gray inside of the Chromantheon. We'll, we'll take it one at a time. Yeah. We'll make our own little tarot deck of the Chromantheon. You know what I mean? Oh, his face. Oh, his face. <laughs> my, my mouth was hidden behind my pop filter, but it was a gape <laughs> in awe. And we've already done why didn't I think of that? So I can't go back to that. Um, so instead of going back to why didn't I think of that? I'm going to tell you that you can also email us at yourartfriends at gmail.com. <laughs> You can find me at Beth Bured all over the internet. I live stream on Mondays, noon Pacific Standard Time, and I'm a Denic Notebook ambassador. So you can use my code BRED at checkout for 15% off of your order on Denic.com. Link in the description. A couple of our listeners have already done that. So definitely take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I asked to be an ambassador. I really, really like their products. They have, they have good stuff. And you can find me at Schmandrew Art everywhere on the internet. You can also find me at Anime Milwaukee this weekend and OhioCon. I will physically be at OhioCon, but a representative, a.k.a. my assistant, will be at Anime Milwaukee for me. Um, So if you would like to come by and snag any of my work and enamel pins, art prints, any of that stuff, you can do so at those shows. And with that... We have come to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to famed 16th century court jester Tom Fool. (laughs) But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and dogs hang out together. Yeah, we like dogs. Your Art Friends is a More Park Media production. Our music is by Andrew Smith. You can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes under the name Makeshift Radio. 